Hi, welcome to this episode of Coffee, Tea, God, and Me. Get cozy with a cup of coffee, or sip and savor some tea. Sit back and get ready. Ready to be real and raw. To be uplifted with lightness and laughter. Be prepared to dive deep into concerns about purpose and value, and uncover truths to guide you. Face a God who can help you live life to the full. Join me in drinking this episode's Cup of Conversation. Hey, Angela Therese here for another episode. And this one, I'm going to be talking about the idea of legacy and incorporating several things into that. So my birthday was a month ago, exactly a month ago, June 15th. And I'm a reminiscing type person and very sentimental. And so on my birthday and New Year's, I tend to be very, well, very reminiscent. And I look back at what God has done and brought me through. And I look ahead and press into him to get hope for my future. And this past birthday, I was particularly not wanting to get older and wishing I could just stay the same age because I feel like so much time could have been better spent and I wish I could have a do-over of a lot of things. And I was lamenting that and wishing that I was farther along in life than I was now. You know, when you're younger, you just kind of have hopes and dreams and plans for the future. And, well, when I was in high school, I thought at this age, I'd be farther along in getting the hopes and dreams that I wanted. And so I was not exactly in the best mood leading up to my birthday. because I was just really not wanting it to be my birthday because I didn't want to get any older. And it was encouraging, though. I was talking to my mom about it. and. My spiritual moms, mentor figures, and my brother, actually, who's younger than me, but he was encouraging me in being older and wiser and looking at it that way. And I also had people point out to me that I've come a long way and God has done a lot in me. And even though I've made some mistakes and wish I could have a do over and get time back, God does not waste anything. And he already has been using what I've gone through to bring good. For instance, this podcast. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't go through what I did and learn what I did and gain wisdom and strength that I've gotten from leaning on God while enduring through trials and continuing to press on ahead. And the season that I'm in now has actually been a particularly difficult one. Um, for a variety of reasons, one of them being because of my birthday coming up and my attitude of not wanting to get older and wanting a redo. And as I mentioned on the letting go episode, letting go and letting God, just some things that he's pointing out that I need to let go of in going ahead. And I'm still not sure if it's a let go for a season or let go and it's never coming back, but it's not easy to let go of things that you don't want to that were 
good for a time and that you didn't expect to change. And the past few years, I feel like I've gone through a lot of, oh, good thing happening. Yay, God is answering my prayer and giving me a desire that I've wanted. Oh, wait, uh, not a good thing. Oh, another letdown. It's another disappointment. It's another heartbreak. Or it's just a good thing that was temporary and it's gone now. And to the point of how often I've been feeling like I'm kind of scared to ask God for good things because I feel like it just doesn't turn out like I thought at all. And the other day, I was actually crying out to God, literally crying, and not very nice to him. It's a good thing God is very patient and understanding. <laughs> um, just getting raw with God, which he knows anyway, and just kind of letting it all out. And the, the past few months, I've had a lot of moments where I've had it out with God and cried. Um, sometimes quiet crying of just tears falling and sometimes outright sobbing where it's like a heart-wrenching sob and I'm just asking God, do you hear my heart screaming in pain? Do you care? And I've been through a lot, God. Like, why can't you just give me a good thing that's a good thing? And just a lot of questions and trying to figure things out. And yet, there has been good things, but then some of them don't always necessarily seem good. And so I've been doing a lot of reflecting, a lot of thinking, a lot of crying out to God, sometimes with tears, sometimes angry at him, sometimes just asking him questions and begging him to explain himself and make things make sense to me. And actually even saying this now, um, I guess I'm still pretty raw over it because I'm tearing up right now. Surprisingly, my voice is okay. <laughs> um, one thing I've learned in all this is that you can get as angry as you want at God, and he's still there, and he'll still bring comfort. And it's, it's a really interesting dynamic of being confused and frustrated and broken and also being able to experience the peace of God kind of at the same time. I have had a lot of moments where God feels very far away, but then I have had moments where I'm still broken, but I can feel God's comfort. And another thing I've learned when I'm looking at things through God's eyes, when I give up my anger and frustration and, and I'm ready to let him shift my perspective, I notice there are good things that are good things he's done. And, and he has sent me a lot of people to encourage me. And the other day, a friend of mine, and if you're listening to this, you know who you are when you hear this story. Thank you again. It was a worship night at church. And a lot of the songs were singing about God's love. And I was feeling anything but that God was loving. And I was actually ranting at him about um, how I didn't feel like he loved me at all because then why did he let this happen and that happen and all this 
So I was angry at him, but I was also begging him to let me feel his love, and I just felt like God was so far away. The next was not even a week ago. And part of me was begging God to send somebody to come and comfort me. And part of me was telling God to not let anybody come over to me because I just needed to be alone. And I was literally sitting on the floor against the wall with my head in my knees. And it was one of those times where I wanted to cry because of how I felt, but I couldn't seem to cry. And I was like, I just need to cry and then maybe I'll feel better. <laughs> but I couldn't seem to cry and I just, I didn't know what to do. And then a friend came over and so I, my head was down, so I couldn't see anybody around me. And I felt a hand on my back and gently rub a little bit and then a voice said hey and it was a girl who was a dear friend of mine one of the select few that I would say actually trust on a deep level and can be vulnerable with and I just couldn't move and I said hey and I couldn't seem to make myself lift my head up I just had zero mental, emotional, spiritual energy or strength below zero. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what she said. Actually, I think she said, what is God speaking to you? And I said, I have no idea. There's no words. <laughs> I can't hear anything. He's far away. And then she was quiet. And then she quietly prayed. At least I heard her voice softly. And just the way she was talking, I knew she was praying. And then she prayed so I could hear and it was a brief prayer, but a powerful, comforting one. And it was just what I needed. And then we talked for a while, and I definitely felt better. Not 100%, but better. And I was able to receive from the worship that was continuing after that. And one of the things that God has been saying to me when I'm asking him, why, why, why? Why is this like this? I got the analogy in my head of weight training and muscle building. And when you're trying to build muscle, you're actually literally tearing your muscle apart and it's rebuilding itself. And physically, your heart is a muscle. Not that that gets torn apart. But um, analogy-wise, spiritually speaking, God was making the point that my heart needs to be broken, to be rebuilt, and also to be able to have true compassion and genuine compassion for others and for me to come alongside others who are broken because there are so many broken, hurting people. And, and if I'm going to be able to come alongside others who are broken, and if I'm going to come alongside them and show them that they're people who are loved and valued and have them be able to trust me and receive from me, I need to have actually gone through things and have a broken heart myself. And there's a line from a song, I believe it was by Hillsong, from quite a while ago. And there's a line, and this is directed towards God, saying to God, break my heart for what breaks yours. And that has come into my head several times. And I know even in my own experience, people who have gone through things and had broken hearts 
but leaned on God in the process are people I really look up to and can receive from because they have actually lived it and they know what they're talking about. And I've had that myself. I've given hope and encouragement to people who have gone through similar things. And so I was like, okay, God, I, I understand that, looking at it that way. I'm still not exactly happy about a lot of things and how it's turning out, but, but there are some good things too. And what you focus on really changes your attitude. It's totally valid and actually good to let yourself feel and be upset and have it out with God, but it's not good to just stay there. Shift your focus to God, to the truth. Life is an up and down process of that. And I found a quote from C.S. Lewis that relates to what I've just been talking about in my experience. C.S. Lewis says, Life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. And I will call that the espresso shot thought for this episode. Life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. And there's a verse that relates to this perfectly in John 16, 33. And I love the Amplified Version. Amplified Version says, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples in the context of uh, shortly before he's being crucified and he's spending some of his last moments with them. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. For I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. And I think I like that translation the absolute best. And the Passion Translation I often love to go to, that one says, for John sixteen thirty three, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you, and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows. But you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. So in those verses, the key is resting in Jesus, and you can have peace, and you can be filled with joy, and be confident, and have victory. As long as your focus is on God, and you know who you are as a son, a daughter of God. And I realized I was going to talk about legacy. So, tying all of this into the idea of legacy, on my birthday, I actually was mostly with family. I did meet with a couple of spiritual moms of mine, and that was lovely. And then I was with family the rest of the day. 
It was with my mom and a few aunts and a cousin who's a couple years older than I am. And then with my immediate family later. And I've had birthdays where I've spent time with friends also, but this time it was just family. Literal blood family and then the spiritual moms who are, who are part of my family of God. And I was talking with my mom and aunts and cousin about my grandma, who is my mom's mom, and how I aspire to be like her. And she passed away about six years ago, but she was a wonderful example, and she left a very rich legacy of how to live a life of love. And no matter what she was going through, uh, she continued to trust in God and to be there for her family and love on anybody and everybody she encountered. And her birthday was actually July 15th, the day of the release of this episode, exactly a month after mine. And one thing that my grandma would always say is, have you thanked God for your blessings today? And there's even Bible verses talking about thankfulness and getting peace from being thankful. And in Philippians, actually, specifically, I believe it's Philippians 4, where it talks about, as you make your requests to God, make them with thankfulness, and then you'll have the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Here, I'll look it up so I get it verbatim. It's one of the more familiar Bible verses. That's often quoted for good reason. It's a very helpful one. I believe it's Philippians 4. Yes, Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 6. Oh, I like the Passions translation. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So, like I was talking about earlier, you can tell him anything and everything, including how you're feeling, however that is. And being saturated in prayer, that doesn't mean you have to be sitting on your knees kneeling constantly. Not at all. Basically, just being in contact with God, being mindful of him directing thoughts toward him throughout the day. And then you can, when you have set aside time, have more focused, intentional prayer. But whatever you're doing, whether it's laundry or your job or watching your kiddos, yes, you need to be paying attention to what you're doing, but you can just periodically talk to God in your head and Prayer can be as simple as that. And of course, that whole idea of thanks, which I had brought up in this translation, puts it as with overflowing gratitude. So thanking God throughout the day and in your set-aside quiet time, that is how you find peace.
and joy and comfort. And no, it doesn't always come right away, like I had mentioned at the beginning with my story. There have been plenty of times when I'm begging God, let me feel your peace, your comfort. I know you exist. I know you're there. But where are you? Where's your comfort? And sometimes it's that, on the one hand, having feelings that are not positive feelings, that are frustration, hurt, brokenness, confusion. But separate from feelings, having, I guess what I'd call, a sense of God's presence and comfort and joy. And kind of having those two things at the same time. And then, even in the midst of going through a lot of hurt, there can be moments, as I've experienced, of just feeling purely joy or purely peace. And just knowing that God is good and he is there and he's going to come through. And lately I've had to, what I call, build myself up by speaking truth even when I don't feel it, and pressing on, and and actually, my grandma was a writer, um, so writing and music are giftings that run on my mom's side of the family. So this is a poem by my grandma, and she titles it, How to Be Happy. When the day is dreary and you are feeling sad, think of something cheerful to lift and make you glad. If you are having problems, you are not alone. Life is no bed of roses. Everyone has some. If sorrow comes to you, pray to God above. He will not forsake you, but will comfort you with his love. Count your many blessings. Help someone in need. Remain firm and strong, and joy and peace will be yours indeed. So, a lot of this is tied to scripture, that one that I just brought up, um, particularly. Focus on God, turn your attention back to Him, and that will get you through and allow you to find joy and peace. And allow you to have a legacy that you can look back and be grateful for, and I will call that the steep on it for this episode. I know as I was looking back on things and God was pointing out how, even though I of course didn't always handle everything graciously, perfectly, in general, I continued with a steadfast faith and I endured, and that is very precious and valuable, and God loves that. And and I can share with and pour into others because I've allowed God to work in me. And that's the kind of legacy I want to leave behind. And now I'll wrap this up with a prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are a comforter and you are a counselor. And I just speak over the listener that, Holy Spirit, you 
will comfort and encourage the listener in the way they need it. You will help them to shift their focus when they need to shift it back to the things of God. And you will be with the listener to help them live out the legacy, the good legacy that you have planned for them. Thank you for that, God. And I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coffee, Tea, God, and Me and Drinking It Down to the Last Drop. I hope it gave you encouragement and insight to help you live a fuller life. Be sure to follow and share my podcast. And for updates and links to my social media resources, check out my website, coffeeteagodandme.com. Be blessed.